Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. In the shitty city of Wilmington, we keep it rocking. So come on, shake, shake it for me, Kelly. Yeah. Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Easy E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Poo Boy is down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us Slangin' funky tapes, it is a must We're number one Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 60. Can you believe that? 60 episodes that you guys have been putting up with my ass. But anyways, before we get started and I introduce my special guest, um, I got to mention this, okay? I got four more Night Out Dolls, autographed by Night Out Dolls, and I got the jam. So the first four people that hit me on the donation, uh, 50 bucks, okay, you get the Night Out autographed doll, and um, you get the incentives that come with it. You get to watch the documentary for free, and you get your name on the Chicano Rap documentary that will be uh, directing and producing and releasing eventually by this time next year. So the first four people and uh, the CDs are on their way. Uh, we're going to press up everything. As a matter of fact, I'm repressing up my very first album, and we're going to include uh, three bonus tracks on there that were not originally on the album. They were released on a, a single before the album came out. Other than that, if you just want to watch Documixery, Documixery.com, go there, use the promo code TRMD and you get 20% off on the Brody Mixtape Documixery. Uh, we are on all major platforms. And uh, there was one more thing uh, that I had to mention, but I'll remember and right before we go to break, I'll repeat it. So once again, without further ado, please allow me to introduce Trish Toledo. Did I get that right? Okay, cool, cool. Because I know a lot of people say it the other way, but I was trying to. You know what? Uh, growing up, I've said it three different ways myself. Really? Uh, gr- in school, there wasn't too many Latinos. I mean, there was, but I just wanted my name to be pronounced Toledo. Okay. But as I got older, um, Toledo is fine as well. Toledo, okay. Toledo. Dope. <laughs> you know, right before we went live, we were talking about the MMA. Oh, yes. Okay, so tell me about it. That was very um, interesting to watch uh, due to the fact that there was no audience. It was just two fighters, the ringside girl, um, and, you know, just the staff there. Um, You were able to hear every single punch. I was watching it at my girl Rachel Avila's house that we were talking about earlier, the Avila's. Um, And, uh, yeah, you heard every punch every kick <laughs> it was just different it was very different um it was hard to watch but it also i was also very intrigued by it but i mm-hmm. was just thinking to myself the whole time like oh they're gonna feel every single bit of that pain yeah, yeah. or maybe yeah. they're used to it i don't know but probably now yeah. now uh you watch a lot of tv mm, not so so much 
Uh-huh. Any good movies lately? Ah, uh, with some good movies. What's a, what's a good movie we watched? He's a movie guy. I'm oh, yeah. here with Danny. <laughs> Do, well, Detroit. Have you watched Detroit? No, I haven't. I've been like promoting that. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, it's um, it's about back in the what 1970s, 60s, 70s when the riots were happening. Uh, it's based on a true story. Okay. So okay, I definitely, yeah, out. you got to check it out. One of them that I just recently saw, somebody told me it was kind of old, but I think it's called All Day, All Night. All Day, All Night. It's a pretty good one. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. I'm uh, I like a lot of documentaries. Uh, one that I recommended, even though I'm not a Muslim, but I like the Malcolm X, Who Killed Malcolm X documentary. Oh, Malcolm X. Okay. Really, really good. Okay. Uh, and of course, The Damn Tiger King. Have you seen that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to throw away a lot of leopard stuff because I was starting to feel like Carol Baskin. Right. <laughs> like, I was telling my boyfriend. Um, yeah, he showed me. I guess he got into the show and I'm like, what are you watching? I'm over here like working on other stuff. But then just listening to it, I kind of like right. drew my attention towards it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then there's the, the Waco one. Have you seen that one? No. Okay. No. Yeah, that one's a, take your time on watching that one, okay. you know. Uh, I, I kind of already knew the whole David Koresh guy. He was a guy that lived in Texas mm-hmm. and Waco, Texas. Should have been called Wacko. Wacko. <laughs> and he was pretty much telling everybody he was Jesus. And they oh, believed him. Oh. And then when the FBI went there, it's a true story. Yeah. They were ready. They shot up the whole FBI. They outgunned the FBI. Oh, shit. And then you know what they did? So they wouldn't get arrested. They lit the house on fire and they all died. Um, yes, that's true shit. story. Okay, we're gonna. Did, did you watch that? <laughs> he was trying to watch it, but I probably didn't yeah, let him. So, okay, so, so we'll get to that's a good it. one. Now, since you mentioned <laughs> MMA, are you a big sports fan at all? No, no, not really. I mean, I it's very hard for me to um, like get stuck on it. Only thing I'd be able to watch is baseball. Okay. And now I, I've recently been watching fights like boxing and, and MMA. Okay, okay. But as far as like me actually going out. To I don't know a Clippers game or something. I probably it'd be okay. If if you had to choose, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, get you right now live. Uh huh. Lakers or Clippers? Who would you choose? Um, I'm gonna have to choose Lakers. Okay. Because I grew up with them. Cause my brother Ariel. Cool, cool. Why? Right. What are you? You Clippers or what? No, no. I'm a oh, Laker okay. fan. Oh, okay. I'm a Laker fan. Uh, you a Dodger fan at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. I was I'll gonna say Dodgers. Dodgers or Angels. Dodgers. Okay. Dodgers. Football. Let's just say San Diego or Rams if you had to choose. Ah, oh, shoot. That's going to be a tough one. People might. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to say San Diego. Okay. That's almost like a flip of the coin. Yeah, it is. It okay. is. Football is one thing. I I think I've only sat down and watched one season really? like oh, I love 10 years ago. I love it. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, now, growing up. I usually like to ask random goofy questions, so I hope you understand. Okay. What is your What was your favorite cartoon growing up? My favorite cartoon, um, what I watch. I'll throw mine out there. Mine was Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, <laughs> like Cartoon Network. Yes. Cartoon Network. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow, that's throwback. Um, I would watch um Cat Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Cat dog. Um, it's funny you said that because I knew a guy that actually had a body. We used to call him Cat Dog. Yeah. He had a, a wiggly body. So, yeah. It's a very dog. random cartoon to name. <laughs> cat Dog. Well, you know, at least you, at least you gave it a try. Cat Were dog. you a Power Ranger fan? I, yes. For reals? Yeah, I was. Okay. Okay. I, I grew up in 89. Okay. So I grew up with all, you know, like the 90s stuff, I guess. Okay. Were you ever a Power Ranger for Halloween? Mm-hmm. For reals? <laughs> I was a pink Power Ranger. Hmm. So was I. I'm just playing. So, 
But um, I was about to say, I want to see pictures. So 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 where uh, uh, originally well, did you grow up at? I originally grew up in Carson. Okay. My family, um, like my brothers and my sister, they grew up right here in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think when I was like a few months old or something, we we moved to Carson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you went to uh, elementary, middle school, and high school there? Yeah. I went to Carrollsdale Elementary, Stephen M. White Middle School, and then a little bit of Carson High. Okay. Why well, say a little bit? Because you transferred? Or? No, I dropped out. Okay. Don't feel bad. Me too. I dropped out. <laughs> it just wasn't your thing or what? It, no. I mean, I loved school, but then, uh, I don't know, I was just going through some stuff. Okay. Like, okay. My, my parents split up and shit, and then... Um, I just ended up going out to a lot of like shows out here in Wilmington, uh-huh. LA, like punk ska, ska shows, backyard oh. shows and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I ended up just, it was always just like, I was just always fo- following music. Okay. That's dope. And um, anyways, I got into some trouble. Well, nothing crazy, but uh, I moved to Linwood for a bit. Okay. Then I came back. Okay. So you're Carson Coat. Yes. That's dope. Wilmington Banning Pilots. So Banning yeah, pilots. we went to went to Banning. Uh, um, you know, it's funny because every once in a while, oh, my daughter. Let me brag just a little bit. My daughter was the head cheer coach for varsity football a couple of years uh, ago. Okay. So she was there. So every once in a while, I would go and I would support my son played, uh, and his friend actually played for Banning as well football. So it, yes. it was it was actually a joy to go back to my high school and see not only you know my kids participate. Yeah, you know. definitely. So that was a good thing. Uh, yeah. Now growing up in. Uh, uh, Latino home mm-hmm. what type of music would you say uh, did you grow up with as far as what would your brothers and sisters play what would your mother and your father play okay so my mom would play a lot of cumbias she also liked funk so she would play a lot of mm. Donna Summer Anita Baker um, my brothers definitely hip hop rap Chicano rap all that gangsta stuff <laughs> they had the, the CD stack with like thousand CDs in there um, my sister, she would listen to a lot of oldies, um, okay. oldies, um, like classic rock, 90s rock at the moment, at the time. Um, and then my dad, he's the one who was all over the spectrum because he was in a band. Okay. So he played, um, everything, like all top 40s and then everything that goes way back to like the 60s, late 60s, 70s, up until what was current at the time. So mm-hmm. he's the one where I got like my, um... I guess my influences, all my random influences. He okay. did salsa, merengue, cumbia, um, what, uh, funk, soul, ballads, just everything. Wow. Everything that you want to hear at a restaurant or a quinceañera party, stuff like that. Right. What, what instrument did he play in the band? He played the keyboard. So he was keys and backup vocalist. Okay. Damn. You know what? I always wanted to play uh, uh, keyboards. I actually... And I believe I heard correctly. I saw an interview where you said you went to Harper College for a minute. Yeah. Okay. I went there to try to learn piano and I couldn't learn. I don't really? have the damn patience. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. I wanted to, but I actually went there and I learned voice. Really? I took voice class okay. and I also took a sound engineering class. Okay. I wish I would have stuck with that because right now it could have been very, very helpful. Like right. I'm teaching myself at home how to record myself and, and all that stuff. It's pretty technical, but right, it's right. it's definitely something I need more than ever right now with this pandemic going on. I need to learn how to be hands-on and just be able to do do things on my own. Okay. Since you brought up the pandemic, what is one thing that you miss now that you can't do due to what's 
going on. Like, for an example, I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the gym, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a swamp meat baby, so I love going to swamp meat. That's what I was going to say. So, okay. Definitely that. Like, today I was thinking, because I have a, a performance on Sunday, and I'm like, ugh. I wish I, the thrift stores were open. I love bargain shopping. Uh-huh. So thrift stores and swap meet. The rhodium is definitely, <laughs> that would have been my number one go-to spot. Okay. I go all the way to the last two rows because right. that's where all the like vintage stuff is. Yes, that's really That's good. where I like to go. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you've ever seen my sister there because she sells a lot of vintage stuff. Really? It was to the point where people were coming in from Japan and giving her pictures of what they wanted. And they, they, they wanted pretty much everything used. Like yeah. old Jordan shoes, old jeans, old jean jackets, old this, old that. And she was getting them and slanging it to them. Really? You know? Yeah. My mom's, uh, uh, that's, and me being 11 years old, that was my first job selling records at the Vermont Swami in City Gardena. Uh huh. And then we would skip around selling from the Paramount to the Rhodium back to the Vermont back and forth. But yeah. Yeah. We never left that little circle right there. Yeah. But yeah. that's good. You know, I, I love antique stores, bookstores, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't do that now because of this shit that's going on. So, I know. Uh, have you gotten used to uh, being at home? Oh my gosh! You know, um, for my viewers, <laughs> like they saw how I was. You know, I was taking it in. I was making the best out of it. I was going live. I was singing and doing all that stuff. And I was definitely um, taking advantage of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, taking advantage of my family time of my boyfriend because he's always at work too. He works at a tattoo shop, so he's there mm-hmm. six days out of, or five days out of the week. Um, but anyway, so I was taking advantage of him being home and using him to drum for me (laughs) and like us doing art projects together. So it was very, very fun. Um, but you know, then a month goes by (laughs) and I'm like, okay, I really miss my alone time. (laughs) And I'm the only girl because I have my son, my 13 year old son at the house. I have Danny and then I had my dad staying with us too because my dad, um, he, he has a spot right here in Carson. And he was all alone. So, of course, I freaked out when, you know, this was going on. Mm-hmm. Felt like a zombie apocalypse or something. Like, we just got back from Guatemala. Okay. Like, before all this happened, we had maybe four days to chill. And then it was like, all right, stores are starting to lock. Uh, everything, the city's going to lockdown. And then, um, so we were still, like, trying to adapt. So I started to panic. And I called my dad. I was like, Bops, you're coming with me. We're going to pick you up tomorrow. Get your stuff ready. <laughs> Right. And, um, and yeah, so I brought him in and all that. Um, but yeah, like I said, a month goes by and, uh, Trish Toledo's going crazy. <laughs> Tony Alvarez is going crazy. But, but you know what's funny? I'm like one of those rebellious guys. Yeah. When people say stay home. And I know people will probably get pissed off when I say this, but I was always out. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was always out. And I rarely ever wore a mask unless I had to. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys that wears the mask while I'm driving. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm by myself. You know, yeah. but when I go to a restaurant and I order the food or when I go to the market, I'll throw it on just to make everybody happy. Right. But I'm one of those rare guys that rarely ever get sick. You know, okay. I, re- I really ever get headaches. I really ever get depressed. I never get sad. I'm always in a, in a good You have mood. a strong immune system and strong minded and all that. Thank God for that. Yes. Yeah. So now how many brothers and sisters? I have two brothers and one sister. My sister, Cindy, she's the eldest out of all of us. Uh-huh. So she's like my second mom. Um, and then I have my brother Ariel and then Ivan, uh, me and my bro Ariel, I believe we're 10 years apart. And then me and my bro Ivan are about eight years apart. So I'm the youngest, I'm the baby. Awesome. Yeah. I like that name Ariel and I'll tell you why. Uh, mm-hmm. it was either between that and Israel. So I named my 20 year old Israel. Okay. So, yeah. Now around what age would you say that you were interested in sinking? Hmm. 
I want to say by the home videos that I was watching recently, uh, by the age of six. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My um, dad, I recently found a photo of me and his, he had a home studio. Like our living room was a studio. Okay. <laughs> we just had our couch and the TV, but then like speakers and everything surrounding it. And uh, there was a picture of me on his keyboard and messing around with his microphone. So that's when he realized that um, he might have something because okay. he was trying to teach my brothers and sister uh -huh. uh, music. Uh, they learned how to play keys. My brother played saxophone and then he was trying to have my brother sing or rap. And um, I guess he was probably being too hard on them that they okay. didn't want to continue anymore. <laughs> and then when I was finally born, um, I voluntarily picked up the mic and then um, You're right. Let's go. I guess I was on point. I was on tempo. And I guess, it, of course, it was too early to tell at the time, but I, I, like, by the age of six is when I started doing my, like, live performances. Really? Yeah. No, no, Nothing big, but, right. you know. Just, okay. And around what time or when would you say you started recording? Just say demos at home or something like that. Um, 18. 18. I was 18 when I recorded my first, like, little demo with cover songs. Okay. Yeah. And... and now, I usually like to ask people this because people have different answers when I ask them this. When you, when you, when they say playback and then you listen to yourself, did mm -hmm. you like what you were hearing? No. Really? No. It's, it's weird because the majority of people say no. Yeah, no. And, and I, cause people ask me all the time, oh, you know, they want to play me. I, I get really awkward and I feel really weird when, like, let's say you were to play my music right here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't hear myself. And then someone asked me, well, why is that? And I just, I guess I responded with, um, well, because, you know, every time you hear yourself, you, you, I, I hear like, oh, you know, I should have done this. No, yes. I should have extended this. Yes. It's always something that, you know, you wish you would have changed. Right. But that's just, you know, I guess growing. And you know, we learn. that's very interesting because I'll tell you what, when I was sharing with you earlier, when we signed our first record deal, mm -hmm. um, our single comes out, it's Power 106 is playing it, it's on regular rotation. And there was a party here in the, in, in the city of Wilmington. Mm -hmm. All my homies were like, come on, let's just roll, let's roll. I was just turned 22 at the time. My song just came out, and then uh, I gave the DJ the vinyl because he, he had wanted it. But that was the first song he played. Yeah. And as soon as he played, yeah, Tony, yeah, he's here, I walked the hell out of the party. Oh, my God. Because I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like that. Another time, they played another song of mine, and I hid behind a tree. Yeah. Because I didn't want people to look at me like a... I just, it's awkward. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. So it's. So now I had heard that you were in a ska band, if I'm correct. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So that actually happened when I went to Harvard College when okay. I was in that voice class. <laughs> um, but prior to that, like I mentioned uh, before high school, or I was always going to ska shows, punk shows. So I always wanted to be in a ska band. Like really? that was my ultimate dream. I had mm. to be in a ska band before anything. So, um, when I was at, um, in my voice class, I met this guy who's from here, Wilmington. Actually, Yerba Malo is from like Wilmington. It was founded here. Um, his name's Ricky Peralta. And he came up to me. He's like, Hey, my band's looking for a singer. Would you be interested? I'm like, Yeah. Like without even hearing them. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. So I went for, um, uh, so, you know, for a tryout or whatever. And then I ended up getting the spot because, they probably had no other option because <laughs> they really needed a singer. Um, and yeah, and then I was with them for like six years, I think. 
Really? Six years. But then, you know, as time went by, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm sorry, guys, but... It was time. Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff with the band, but um, that was like one of the the main things that made me get out was okay. just that you know I wasn't gonna make money. I was a mom, and I needed okay. to make some money. Feed, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and make some money. And um, what, what were you guys performing like for, for these six years? Would you guys do a tour, or what were you? What was that oh like? Oh my gosh, no. Um, we performed again a lot of backyard shows. Um, we did bars. We did a lot of bars, like the Bananas Bar. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Right there in front mm -hmm. of, like, Victoria Park. Um, we did, um, no, we never did the Dawn. They broke down by the time I came around. There was shows there, too, inside. Mm. Um, I don't know. We, we did a lot of stuff out here in the Harbor area. Deep Piazzas, Long Beach. Um, yeah, Long Beach, Wilmington, Carson, Seoul, when they had Seoul. Did, just did little, have, just little places. Did you guys ever drop any CDs or anything like that? You know, <laughs> um, we did record one, but uh, that's just like that was a falling. Like that was, we had it. We I was I even we signed to someone. Um, I don't even remember what the name was, but it was just a bad deal to begin with. I believe okay. you know we were all young. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and uh, we have a unreleased CD somewhere. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Somewhere. somewhere out there. There's like some songs on YouTube. I'm not even going to tell you the name of the band because I don't want you to go. I'm sure you're going to find it. But right. I've shared it before. But uh, you go back and you listen. And I like, cringe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Because I go back, listen to some of the beats that I've done. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, yeah I get it. Yeah. Now. Um, you know, it's funny because I interviewed Bobby, Bobby D presents here. Uh -huh. I want to say he was, I don't know, Blanca, what was it, last, last year? Yeah. Maybe? It was like, a recent, it was probably like a few months now. I, yeah, I remember seeing months. him here, yeah. And, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. So what happened was, after we were finished, he says, uh, Tony, whatever you want, whatever you know, any artist mm -hmm. you want, let me know and I'll hook it up. Yeah. And this is no lie. She was here and I said, I want Trish. What? I'm dead serious. Me? Yes, I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, That's exactly what I said. He goes, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And I go, Blanca, make it happen. Yeah. And we made it happen. And believe uh, me, awesome. people have been hitting me up. When are you going to get yours? When are you going to get yeah. But they didn't realize that you were already booked. Right, you right. Know? I was seeing a lot of that on my YouTube comments too. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, when are you going to get it? And I don't want to reply to everybody because mm -hmm. next week I'll, they'll be asking the same thing. Right. So, uh, but... This co-corona thing kind of messed things up because there was a lot of people that just didn't want to leave. Right. You know, I house. was one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of my artists, uh, a lot of people don't realize I had a lot of like good artists that were, that were established platinum artists yeah. that were going to be here. But they were like, nah, homie, I ain't going nowhere. Right. So I had to shuffle stuff around. Yeah. But uh, now, uh, so you leave the band. What's your next move? So my next move, actually, I wanted to do oldies with them. Oh, okay. That was, yeah. We did um, some oldie covers in like ska. We did, oh no, I think we were trying to do. I started an acoustic project okay. that um, I wanted it to be um, oldies converted into ska hmm. and or reggae. And we did I'd Rather Go Blind, It's a Man's World, um, You'll Lose a Good Thing. Just like, you know, your yeah. top five well-known oldies um but then that didn't last either because no one was just really about it no <laughs> one was about 
dipping into the oldies. Right, they right. wanted to do new stuff or rock and roll or whatever the case was. So I took a break. I went on hiatus, I think, for like five years. Oh, okay. I only did maybe like two or three shows acoustically with this new idea that I had. And um, and then I was just doing my little videos, my YouTube videos. Really? Um, my Facebook videos where it's just the karaoke track and me and the camera. And that's it. During that time, did you ever think like, man, I wonder if this is going to ever go anywhere? Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I always thought to myself, it's just a hobby. Okay. You know, I I did think my big break was going to be with the ska band. Okay. Because, uh, well, Gwen Stefani, no doubt, is one of my favorites. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, there needs to be some more women out there, you know, some front some girls, front girls or whatever. Um, so I'm like, ah, I don't know. We suck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I just stopped. Um but I, no, I never, I never thought it would have led to this. Um, you know, there's still way more to go, but um, I always knew in my heart that I, I don't know what I want, something was leaning me towards it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just had to, you know, sing the songs that I wanted, that I personally felt and could express, and then eventually get my own stuff going again. Like, I had a lot of originals with Yerba Mala. Okay. I would write and all that, but... um. I don't know, I stopped because, I don't know, I just thought it was just difficult for me to open up again and, and write my music and put it on paper for people to hear and not not appreciate, right. like that kind of hurt. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I would just sing other people's songs. Okay. But, um, you know, as, as I started uh, growing my following and all that, um, people really wanted to hear my story and I'm like, well, you know what? Okay. So let me just tell you something that's pretty, not dark, but when I told my two friends recently, they were like, oh, that's kind of dark. So what really influenced me to start singing again, because I took a long break, right? Mm -hmm. I recently started two, three years ago now. I've been going at it three years. Like this is the longest I think I've been really consistent with it. Awesome. Um, so I, um, my father suffered from a stroke about three years ago. So that was the first time I ever lost, almost lost someone. And I had like a near death experience with them or, or like, yeah, like death was in the room <laughs> and it was just scary. So yeah. I started thinking about it and then I seen, I was like scrolling on Facebook and I seen that you could get your ashes pressed on vinyl. Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. So I was like, oh my God, I need to, um, I want to do that. Like, I want to leave my son, my niece, and my nephew behind this. Like, so that way my voice will forever be here. So that was like my number one motivation. And then, um, so now I'm working, finally working on my album. I'm writing, I have some songs that I'm writing right now, and it's going to be going towards that project that I've had wow. <laughs> this dream since I'm trying to make all my dreams come true yeah I want to do that and I feel like I'll be very satisfied and then from there you know start dropping more fun stuff because I eventually want to do as many genres as I can awesome awesome yeah. now for me I, okay I, I would like to know since you mentioned ska yeah what are some of your favorite ska bands make give me like two three four oh my gosh um we got we got the specials, we got the agrolytes, um, like Raggedy Rocksteady, I really like Phyllis Dillon, Alton Ellis. Um, there's this other guy, Biddy McLean. 
Sister okay. Nancy, like all those OGs. Okay. Would you ever uh, madness fan? Oh yeah, madness. madness. One step beyond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I was a, a teenager when I first heard of One Step Beyond. Uh -huh. Hey you and I was Don't like, What the fuck this. was that? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh my brother in law, uh he lived in San Gabriel and he used to take my sister. He used to come all the way from San Gabriel to uh, Wilmington. Uh -huh. And every time, he's the one who introduced me to what we called back in the 80s, new wave music. New wave. And he would say ska and he introduced me to the specials, uh, soft sell. Like, so I had so much music when, uh, my other guest was here, uh, Rafael Reyes, uh, Leo Farsayer for Prayers okay. was here. Oh, okay. I had told them that I grew up with so much different music that I could have went either way from hip hop or just went, like ska or when really? like some new yes i, I really yeah. could have uh -huh. but what happened was having this man in my life steve yeah it was always hip-hop it was leaning so that's i ended up going there yeah but being a dj i played everything you know yeah so, so it depends on your mood you know yes. sometimes you want to listen to ska sometimes you want to listen to cumbia hip-hop yes we all wake yes. up different <laughs> you know it's funny because uh, once once in a while my son would hear me playing something i go what the hell is that uh -huh. mijo you don't know nothing about this you yeah know what I'm saying? but yes you gotta you go you gonna learn <laughs> yes i mean i listened to everything back in the day from duran duran the culture club to yeah. kaja google to in excess to whatever. Yeah. I, I love it all. And then every once in a while, I'll go back. I'll put on some Juan Graviel mm -hmm. or whatever, you mm -hmm. know. But I love all types, types of different music. So now, uh, we go, we're going to go take a uh, 10 minute break. Okay. We're going to come right back and we're going to talk about something that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. Okay. And I think maybe the fans may want to know. Okay. But, uh, we'll be back. To be continued. To be continued. Right. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, once again, my boy, Mini Michelada's in the motherfucking building. So if you guys want to hit him up, hit him up Blasto on Instagram. Uh, and he'll hook you up. The shit is the bomb. I'll start drinking at the uh, last 30 minutes because if I start drinking right now, I'll start stuttering my ass off. So I don't, don't want to do that. So once again, call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Trish Killer's in the motherfucking building. And we'll be back in 10 minutes. Biatch. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 60, with the podcast that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. Once again, everybody, the Night Owl doll. There's four of them left. Autographed by Night Owl. It's got music. Okay. Then, all you got to do is drop 50 at least on the donation for the Chicano Rap Magazine. Uh, Chicano Rap uh, documentary. Damn, I'm all over the place today and I haven't even started drinking. So, once again, hit us on the donation. Thank you very much. And we're jumping right back into it with Trish. Everything good so far? Yeah, everything's good. Okay, good, good. Um, so you were in a ska band. You took a break for about five so years. Mm -hmm. And then what happens next uh, that led you back into the music? To the music. So then I meet my boyfriend, Danny. Okay. We meet at a tattoo shop. And then um, he also had a band. Or still, actually, they're still here. A straight shooter. Um, and then, uh, so he ended up actually pushing me to do my music again. Oh, good. Because he remembers meeting me when I was in the band, but then, you know, I stopped. And, uh, so we end up forming an oldies project. Okay. With, uh, his bro, uh, Horacio Perez, um, uh, our other buddy, David Salvaje, and then, um, Danny was on drums. We were called Trish Toledo on the Blue Tones. Dope. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that only lasted like a month. Really? <laughs> it lasted a month. We did maybe two, three shows, 
and the guys um because i think they're, they're more used to like rock and roll and stuff too okay. so it was a little too slow or i don't know uh maybe i'm just a difficult person to work with who knows but anyways um we ended up splitting up and then uh i just had to go solo Okay. I had to go solo, continue with just singing along with my tracks. Um, I tried other projects along the way, but it's, it's just so hard. Yeah. It's so hard because to find people with your vision. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I decided to go solo. And, uh, and now what happened? Along the line, did you meet producers that were willing to work with you? or uh, Because how were you getting your music? Actually, the... Um, that's when um so i was finding most of the instrumentals online okay um but then when i started uh i think i wanted the um, instrumental for patty drew i wanted to tell him and i wanted working on a groovy thing um and then i posted it on facebook and then that's when my buddy joy quinones messaged okay. me uh, we were following each other already because we were in the same scene. He was in a ska band called uh, Rocksteady Reggae called the Steady 45s. Okay. So that's how we met back in the ska scene. Um, so then he, he he's like, message me, hit me up. So I hit him up and then he made me a track for Tell Him. And really? that's actually where like it kind of took off. Um, so then I made my little video on Instagram. I shared it. It became, you know, a little hit. I started getting work off of it. You know, I started getting hired to sing at weddings, quinceañeras, you know, a lot of private parties. Right. Um, and, and then from there, we became inseparable. And then that's when a producer um, reached out to me um, from Silent Giant Entertainment. And mm -hmm. uh, that's where... Um, me and Joey. Then I brought Joey along. Okay. So I introduced Joey to the team. Okay. And um, and yeah, that's where dedicated to the one I love, Volume One to Three happened. Okay. Well, why the Patty Chu song? By the way, because that's one of my favorites. It was a very requested song. Really? Actually, yeah. Because okay. I was doing, you know, like I was doing Ooh Baby Baby and like Smokey and all that, and then people kept requesting Tell Him. So I'm like, okay. So then that's where I had to go and um ask around <laughs> and then i got it okay and then from there he's the one who was able to make help me make tracks that weren't available okay and at what point in time like was it soon after was it a little bit later that you ended up meeting um kool-aid and e -Dub? it was um okay so i started taking it serious after my dad had his stroke I uh, was out in Portland with him for about a month, and my dad is music, right? Like, right. I grew up with him. Um, he's he's he couldn't do music anymore after his stroke because he mm -hmm. lost capability and of his uh, his right arm and stuff. So I had to felt like I had to continue the legacy. Yes, and um, and I noticed how happy it would make him when I would sing to him when he was in the hospital. So I'm like, oh my god, I really gotta. I feel like this is the way to. Um, to like get him out of his misery yes. and um so that's when i i started making my videos i uploaded i was getting um actually chicano rap magazine shared one of my videos and okay. i feel like they really gave me the push for my followers awesome. i gained maybe like i don't know three to four k followers overnight it felt like wow and then from there other people started sharing me so my my following was growing on Instagram and I wasn't even really active on there. Right. Um, 
but after I had to. Um, and then I had a few producers and, and record labels reach okay. out to me like during this climb. And then, um, yeah, I think it was like September of 2018. I think it was 2018, 2017. I want to say 2018, where uh, Edub reached out to me. Okay, and on Instagram. How was that relationship like? Did would you guys start working immediately? Was yeah. There, was there contracts? You know, did they sign you? Um, I guess. Well, I went to go visit the studio in uh, Thousand Oaks, I believe, um, and it was cool. And then, yeah, we got to work right away. Okay. And. Um, yeah, there was there was like a contract, I guess. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you could say. Okay, and um, how many songs did you guys end up recording there? Do you remember? Um, so I did three EPs dedicated to the ones I love, Volume One to Three. That was fifteen songs. Then I did the original with Bash, "Do You Love." Yes. Um, I did a song with Frankie J called um, well, I was featured in it called "My Angel Baby." That mm -hmm. was on Chicano Soul Shop with Danny Trejo um what else oh that new one that just dropped oldie kind of love in okay i did that cover of santa baby <laughs> so i think i did about like 18 19 songs okay yeah okay. and um were things going good there as far as you know your career did, did you think okay like i've arrived everything's good um it's happening you know um i mean the momentum definitely like did enhance it helped me with like the music that was produced uh produced and um I, I had material out and and content like all the videos definitely right. um yeah no things were things were really good i was happy but then i started to feel lost okay because i didn't want to do covers forever yes i wanted to do my original stuff um and I just, I just felt like I needed to take a step back and really analyze my future and what it is I wanted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to that part. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, how did you meet Bash? Was that the first time that you meet him through yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. I met him there at the studio. Um, yeah, I was at the studio. I think it was the first day we recorded Do You Love? Really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was cool people right away. Yeah, yes. I smelled the, the trail of bud as I walked into <laughs> the, <laughs> as I walked into the hallway. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Really does smoke. Like. Well, let me give a shout out to Baby Bash. <laughs> shout What's out to Bash. Brother? We were just talking the other day, and I was, as I was telling you earlier, and he was like, oh, yeah, she's cool. He talks very, very high level you every time yeah. we do talk. Funny guy. Yeah. Cool dude. Um. It's funny because every time we get on the phone, it's at least about an hour to two hours, uh -huh. you know, but I enjoy Very it. Very easy going, so, yeah. So, I, and I can't wait for him to be here, but he's in Texas. Oh, I know. So, but, yeah. um, so you guys recorded that song. Now, mm -hmm. how was the experience working with him? It was great. Um, we got right to work. He came up with the melody on the spot. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we made the song in one day, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. Yeah, he came uh, came up with the melody. He um, helped. Well, we, me, him, and Joe, we were in there. Joe Quinones, he did the the hook and all that. Like, do you love? Do you love? Do you love? And then um, my input was probably just like the Spanish ad libs, yeah. like "Me quieres o no." And then um, yeah, so Bash <laughs> definitely helped uh, create that song. And what about uh, Frankie J? Now, uh, uh, how how did you meet him? I also met him in the studio when um, Ida made the connection for us to do the duet of Tell It Like It Is. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. That, and what was that experience like? Because uh, I want to say it was 2005. I was in the studio with him and uh, Quick and mm -hmm. AMG had a group called The Fixers. Okay. And this album never came out. It's a long story. Maybe I'll tell you during the break on why mm -hmm. they didn't get the record deal. But they were supposed to sign like a multi-million dollar record deal. Uh -huh. And the, the tracks that they were doing were fucking fire. Um, this guy comes in, Frankie J comes in, and he starts rapping over a song that like literally sounds like sexy back from Justin Timberlake. Okay. But it was something along those lines. It was hot. Yeah. And he was singing that. Remember that old school songs? Uh, Somebody's watching me. Somebody's Somebody's watch. watching me. Right. Uh -huh. He started singing that shit. Uh -huh. It was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. You know, but it never fucking came out. And they still have the track. Really? But yeah, that was my first time meeting him. We got along great. I thought he was thought he was really really dope oh yeah it was funny because uh their manager asked me he said hey man we're trying to get a latino you know in here for this song uh -huh. what do you think we should get and i go get that guy right there frankie j and he goes for real so he goes why and i go he's like the oscar de la hoya of singing mm -hmm. i said I'm, I'm telling you he's hot right now mm -hmm. and uh, it was funny the very next day they called me hey we got him he'll be here tomorrow come on through all right, wow. cool. So that was my first experience, 2005, with Frankie J. Much love, yeah. respect yeah, yeah, to him. Yeah, he's such a cool, chill guy. I love him. Dope. I love them all. They all have di their di different personalities. Magic, Bash, Frankie J. Mm -hmm. They're all amazing. Uh, uh, now share with us how was it meeting Magic? Okay, so um, so with Magic too, I got the call um, from Edub saying, "Hey, uh, would you be down to do a remake?" of uh lost in love with magic and i'm like oh my god like that song's already good you know <laughs> but i'm like i could sing that part um and um he was like he, uh, he's like yeah like he wants you to come to the studio hear you out um because i guess magic's very particular with who he picks yeah. so he's like you know just try it out you know I've, I've already pitched him someone else but he wasn't digging the voice so i'm like oh shit okay this is gonna be a <laughs> challenge right here so I go in there and yeah, like right away, I, I sing the song and then he starts telling me the story behind the song and how he wrote it, I believe in his um, room, garage room, if I'm not mistaken, with his, uh, I think his wife now. Okay. And um, yeah, he, I, I believe he wrote it for her, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to twist your words, but I'm pretty sure that's what he told me. Um, so anyway, so, so he was trying to make me... Um, be able to deliver the song okay. well you know like make me understand it so he just wanted me to sing it nice and soft and delicate okay. so i was like okay cool and then i he ended up wanting to use it use my voice oh so then that's when we did that and uh that's the thing i like about magic he, he'll tell he tells it like it is yeah. if i'm not if i if he feels that i should you know I don't know, extend my voice or just little things like that, like criticism that I need to hear, right. you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you nice. know, uh, I know you said earlier, like maybe I'm just a hard person to work with. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Every time I recorded when I was producing uh -huh. and uh, then we jump into the vocal room, I would always say, look, dude, when you come here, you got to bring your A game. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you who I learned that from. I learned that from Dr. Dre. Okay. Uh, he would tell me little quotes like that that just stuck with me. Yeah. He would always say, simple sales. Keep the song simple, man. If you yeah. can't put it on 24 tracks, you're overproducing it. Right. And and that thing always stuck to me. And timing is everything. Mm -hmm. So even now, I'm 52 years old. And I was hearing that when I was like 19 years old. Yeah. And it stuck with me. 
And so a lot of those things, like for an example, he would say it's not so much what he's saying, but it's how he's saying it. And he was talking about too short. He goes, he may not be the greatest lyricist around, he said, but it's his voice and it's the way he's saying it. Right. He said, that's dope. He said, always think about, you know, artists because a producer is only as good as the artist that he's working with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Okay, cool. So uh, I was fortunate enough, thankful for Steve for taking me and allowing me to hear these nuggets of studio truth. You Definitely. Know? So when I started recording, I used the same method that he was doing. Yeah. And I don't like to do it over again. And then after a while, after they did it so many times, they'd come out and I go, now listen to what I'm hearing. And they would say, wow. Right. You know, it's because the producer is supposed to bring it out of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of times they think we're being dickheads, but we're just being honest yeah you know they have to go you know go in the beat it's it's pretty technical it's it's a formula really yes yes and that's what i've been learning in the very beginning was it hard for you to stay on time um i guess a bit okay i mean i i always felt that i i had um i was pretty on on point with it because my dad he would always like switch uh the genre up on me so that i can follow the, oh, the metronome and and the beat and whatnot yeah so um i was definitely trained for that okay. but um but i was i have been working with some other producers i actually i've been working with a few now okay. now that i became independent um okay. and yeah they do tell me like with the soul i definitely have to take a step back it's a, definitely a slow ride and i can't be um okay so um it. coming back to edub and kool-aid and them how long were you there for I want to say a little over a year. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, we're, we're in 2020. <laughs> um, maybe a little over a year. Okay, maybe possibly. two. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I think it might have been two years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. And w what inspired you to move into the direction of going independent? Uh, just the fact that um, I won't feel like um. How can I say this? I just, I I knew the moment I did that, I would be able to just express myself better mm -hmm. um, versus knowing that I, I'm like signed right. and then my rights will like not, I won't get a, I, I just had a lot to learn, right? <laughs> like I had a lot to learn on my own. I had, I felt like I didn't get to do that. Okay. I felt like I rushed into things too fast. Okay. I um I've been learning a lot this past these past two years ever since I left. Uh, first year was very rough. Um, but just lately, you know, I, I that's when I uh, decided to start um learning how to record myself. Yeah. Um, and just be able to be hands on and uh -huh. uh, you know do research into publishing and and distribution deals okay. and all that stuff. Now, uh, um, be being there with them, so obviously you were signed to their label, mm -hmm. okay? Also signed to their management maybe, or mm -hmm. no? Okay, uh, was there a lot of performances? Um, Yeah, I was pretty busy. I did I did some um, private events and then I did some like, um, I did some venues and stuff. Okay. Uh, I think one of the biggest was, um, what did I, I was at Tours Empire show, I was at the Microsoft with Bobby D uh, for the, I believe it was the Barbara Mason and yeah. Brenton Wood. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now, um, it's funny because um, I said this to you earlier when I had first met you, 
what's that? San Fernando car show. The oldies. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of like off to the side. You turned around. I met you. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And um, what I did when you went up on stage. Yeah. I went all the way to the back of the, the gate. Uh-huh. Because I didn't want to be, I just wanted to listen and I yeah. wanted to watch. Okay. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I truly, truly did it. I didn't want to be around people, it, whether they were for you or whether they were talking shit. Right. There's always going to be haters. Of course. Okay? So I wanted to just back up and just make up my own mind. Yes. About the voice that I've been hearing about. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. And that's what inspired me that when I told Bobby, mm-hmm. I, I just gave me her. I don't yeah. care about anybody else. Really? Just give me her. Yes. It, Thanks, Tony. <laughs> I'm being real, real honest. Wow. And um, but now, you mentioned Brentwood. Mm. Uh, obviously, that's one of all of our favorites. Yes. You know, um, who are, if you will, some of your favorite R and B artists? Like, let me just throw. Let me just say, Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey. Just give us some of your favorites. Mm. If, okay. If any. R&B, um, yeah, like Alicia Keys. She's mm-hmm. a great vocalist. Um, who else? Oh, yeah, definitely Mariah Carey. Um, but like some Whitney Houston. Okay. Whitney Houston. I, okay. I remember trying to... <laughs> I remember uh, rewinding my CD and always trying to hit those notes. Right. That was a challenge. I would give myself homework like that. Uh-huh. Um, well, some other like major influences was definitely Aretha Franklin. Okay. Okay. The queen of awesome. soul for sure. Awesome. Now singing a lot of these oldies, you're doing shows and now you're starting to meet some of these people that we consider legends, mm-hmm. you know, how, how was that really knowing that you're sharing a stage possibly with a Bar- Barbara and, uh, uh, Brenton Wood, you know? Um, you know that <laughs> till this day, it still feels like an out of, outer body experience um i'm there but my vision it feels like you know behind my glasses like it doesn't feel fully real Uh um well at least the first times like now it's you know it's getting a little yes starting to feel a little more normal but um it's an amazing feeling like i definitely cry inside each time because of how happy i am and, and how excited i am to be there um Again, when me and Danny were like first dating, whatever, we want to go see Brenton Wood at a high school. And I remember telling him, oh, my God, it would be a dream to like open up for him. Yeah. And uh, and then we went to the woman to woman tour with Betty Wright, rest yes. in peace, and Barbara Mason at the Microsoft. And then I seen the two low riders on the stage and I'm like, oh, my God, that is like the ultimate goal right there. Mm. And so when I finally did a show with Brent Wood, and then not only that, but at the Microsoft, I wanted to freaking faint. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. I'll never forget it, and um, I'll never take it for granted. I truly appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Now, now let me let me ask you this, because I DJ for a lot of rappers, and I've been DJing in front of people since one thing during high school, and eighth grade when I started doing noon dances, so I've always mm-hmm. been in front of a lot of people. Okay. Sometimes... Five people, 20 people, 50 people, something like 14,000, okay? Oh. Performing, uh, do you really enjoy performing? I do. Okay. I do. Um, I get really nervous in a small crowd, though. Really? Yeah. Like five, ten people. 
Mm-hmm. I get nervous because I really feel the eyes on me and I'm like, oh my God, like five out of 10 are not going to like this. <laughs> but when it's more like more than 20, 30, it's like, okay, cool. Like this feels good. But yeah, when it's like 7,000, it's still a beautiful feeling because anyways, I just focus on the front row and stuff because right. either way I'm blind, like these are prescription. <laughs> um, so most of the time I can't even see some of my audience. Okay. It sucks. So if you ever made eye contact with me and it looks like I was mad dogging, I swear I'm just i should have contacts but those are so uncomfortable <laughs> but um but I, I i love it it's a it's the energy you know it, it yeah. all depends too like the shows are always different yes. depending on the energy like the more love that the audience brings the better the performance yes, for sure absolutely now here's another goopy question have you ever tried rapping um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like to think i can I can, but I can't. Really? No, like I'll do. Uh, like I sometimes I want to do uh, Eve and Gwen karaoke. Okay. Um, but it's it's hard. It sounds dope, but I can't. I mean, not me. Right. Right. I I can't. I wouldn't be able to. Has anybody ever tried to track you and say, "Come on, bust up first or something? Um, no, <laughs> no, because I've never showed anyone that side. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Only my close friends. <laughs> awesome, awesome. You don't want to bust a freestyle right now, live? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Definitely not no freestyle. <laughs> Now, do you listen to any hip-hop at all? Yeah. Okay. Who are yeah. some of your favorite artists? doesn't matter what era. Oh, my gosh. Um, Definitely Eminem. Okay. My, actually, my 13-year-old son is a huge Eminem fan. He just mm-hmm. loves... I know the lyrics are pretty crazy, but um, but he's amazing. He's an amazing right. lyricist. Um, Who else? Of course, we got Dr. Dre. Um... Yeah, I guess pretty much all the OGs that my brothers would listen to. Really? Okay. Uh, Ice Cube. Mm. God, I can't even. I'm going to have to look through my playlist. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Say say we're in the 90s and uh, you're in your car and you have a mixtape. Okay. And um, I'm trying to get a picture of what Trisha Toledo would be bumping in her car in the 90s or or yeah let's just say hmm like me of course i would be playing like de la soul epmd maybe that but it could be any type of genre yeah. of music i probably would be bumping like some donna summer <laughs> <laughs> probably some of that um okay. some 80s probably some blondie okay and today now mm-hmm. what do you play in your car Mm, man um some more like modern stuff i guess uh i really like listening to mona ferte she's awesome she's uh yeah she's just spanish um some uh some new soul which is uh like kelly finnegan jason joshua the sinceres the altons Yes. Um, Duran Jones indications okay um so that's like the soul scene what else Oh my gosh i'm telling you i'm all over the spectrum awesome uh yeah i i awesome you, you know <laughs> uh somebody told me this last year they said hey i went to a show and i went to go listen to a group called the sinceres uh-huh. okay and i was like i'll be honest you since i this was kind of new to me i was like who in the hell is that yeah you know and then they were like no nah, dude believe me you're not going to be saying that once you bump this shit. yeah and uh, he sent me some stuff, I guess, from YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the first thing that I'm thinking, okay, how old is this? Yeah. 
because you think it's from back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it, one of the guys was Joey, I guess. Yep. Him. Yep. And Good singer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And uh, I remember one of the guys like, dude, because we so we started doing it. You need to get that guy on your show, bro. You need oh to get yeah. You know, so if he's listening. Oh, yeah, Joey. I'll let him know, too. Yes, please, please. And uh, there was another song that somebody played for me. I think it was, I, I maybe get it wrong. Parachutes, is there some of that? Oh, the Lakesiders. There you go. Yeah. Is, there, is, there, is that the song, Parachute? or? Yeah, it's called Parachute. That one. Another yeah. dope-ass song. Oh, yeah. yeah. The video, too. Mm-hmm. The video, too. Right there but, in Myers, L.A. Awesome. So, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Our last break, and okay. we're going to come right back, and then we're going to talk about some of your video shoots because I really love the style of your video shoots. And whoever did it will show on Mad Love. Okay. And what can people expect from you? What can people reach you? I know your Instagram's been popping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also promote your YouTube page, and hopefully when this thing blows over, uh, you can let people know possibly where you're going to be performing at. Okay. So, okay. Everybody, it's getting hot in here, and I'm about to take off my clothes. So we'll be back in about 10 minutes. So go get yourself a Modelo, take a crap, make yourself some nachos, get your popcorn ready, because we're going to be back in this motherfucker with Trish Killer. Call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap shit at somebody, let them know that Tony the Wizard is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 60, with the podcast that slaps you across your fat ass with that fat dick. Other than that, once again, drop 50. Like I only got four left. The Night Owl doll, autographed by Night Owl doll. Once you grab it, you can do anything you want with it. It could be your book buddy when you read. So uh, make sure you take a picture and make sure you tag someone, all right? Other than that, we're back with Trish Toledo. Yes. Okay. We're back. And yes. And we have micheladas. Micheladas and a shot. And oh we gosh. may get some singing a little bit later on. Maybe even some singing for me. Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. So to give a little buzz and uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, start singing the kazoo. <laughs> that didn't even sound right. Some chente. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> you dropped a 45. And when I say 45, we're talking about a 45 vinyl. Yes. Okay. Uh, fill us in what song when did it drop and tell us what happened so i dropped it when was it i think it was earlier this month if i'm not mistaken um with mango hill records uh shout out to my buddy jason joshua for getting me on the team um so yeah we're releasing it's my first single on vinyl on 45 and it's the only one side a and then we're doing an instrumental on side b because i kind of want to make some project out of it i want to see other people covering the song yes. and you know when um when djs are playing it whatever i just want right. people to group to it so that's awesome that's my first 45 finally okay. i've been waiting for this moment now when you released it where was it released at was it just clearly online did you do it yeah. in store or no it was online it's still gonna take a minute to get pressed due to the due to this pandemic, COVID, and all that. Right. But everyone already placed their pre-orders. And you sold out. And we sold out in 24 hours, I that's, believe. That's, that's yeah. fucking awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why I think that's awesome because I love to see people win. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly do. If people only knew, I guess the ups and downs and the trials that we go through as artists. Yeah. To try to get to, try to make a nice living, to try to do what we do what we love right and then we see our fruits later on mm-hmm. you know people may think right away oh that person can't dj he can't produce so she can't sing 
motherfucker, you don't realize what it took for us to get here. Exactly. You know, so you need to be happy for somebody. Yeah, it's really, really, it's not, it's more to it, you know? Yes. They got to see the behind the scenes, just like any, anybody in their career, job, whatever the case is. Yes. Now, now let me ask you this, kind of a weird question, but the reason why I ask is because a female that was here mm. told me something that I thought was kind of odd. So I figured, you know, let me just go ahead and ask her. She said, I had more male haters than female haters. You're, I, I, think, was, I, I think I could relate, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what I mainly see, which is weird, but... What? what? Okay. I don't understand either. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of weird because I don't think I've ever had like a girl hate on me. Like, no. It's weird. Like usually you think it's girl hates girls. Right. Guys hate on guys. And believe me, I get the, the guy crap all the time. Yeah. But whenever I see them, they're like, oh, what's up, Tone? Nah, homie, you were talking all that, Masa. Oh, you know? gosh. So, Those I can't. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Let me so. Take a drink for that. Wow. <laughs> see, you know, it's funny because from the outside looking in, uh, I'm thinking you got nothing but love, like. Mm. So obviously you had your share of that. Yeah, you know? love definitely overpowers, and I'm uh-huh. just extremely grateful for it. But of course, you know they got some. We got those trolls. Now, <laughs> yes, yes. You know now, uh, Blanca was saying, uh, you you're loved by so many people. So many people are really dig what you're doing. They really dig your style. They really dig your voice. Everything about you. Uh, how does that make you feel? Um, it's it's definitely. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful thing for yeah. sure. But sometimes um, I do feel some pressure because, for instance, like right now, drinking. I have like all <laughs> age groups watching me, probably. Um, so it's 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 hard to be able to. I don't know. Just it's hard, but flattering at the same time i'm so happy that i'm able to sing music that all generations can uh, appreciate and take in yes um it's it's something that i definitely wished for uh so that you know i could have i could bring my son along my son along to my shows uh my father aunts brothers stuff like that so it's, it's a beautiful thing and thank you everyone all age groups for for tuning in and that's the awesome part about you that i believe you could touch so many different age groups mm-hmm. where hip-hop is pretty much for most people is just one age group yeah. okay unless you were there in the very beginning like a lot of us older cats where you know we are trying to relate to today's hip-hop but i can't yeah my son doesn't like it when i diss today's artists because I think they're garbage, but he's like, you just, you just don't know lyrics. I'm like, mijo, I love hip hop. I just don't like that. Yeah. But your music, it, it, it touches so many different generations. I'll give an example. I know a guy and give him a shout out, DJ Nino. He's, uh, um, he's, uh, in his sixties, probably late sixties. Uh-huh. And he showed me a picture one day that he took with you. Really? I guess you were, you were on the West side one time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he goes, look at my girlfriend. <laughs> Aww. That's what he said, but I'm like, you know what I said? I said uh, how do you know her? Yeah, you know. And he goes, oh, she's my girlfriend. She's hot. She can sing. She. <laughs> I'm like, oh, calmate, way. But you know. Oh yeah. my gosh. But DJ Nino. So, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> what, what, what is? What are some of your young? Here's an interesting one. What is one of the youngest bands you've ever met? 
Hmm. Well, I mean, I've met babies for sure. Okay. I've met little infants. Um, but I have this little girl. Um, I believe she's, I think she's seven, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Her name is Noraya. I know you're watching. Uh, she is probably like an extreme fan of mine. She's gone to, I don't know how many of my shows. She'll she'll wear the red lipstick like me. She'll wear the little hat. Wow. Have my, my merchandise on and, and uh, forever singing along to the songs that I sing. Okay. So she, I think seven is definitely, it just reminds me of when I was a little girl. Okay. And um, I was like looking up to my, my idol favorite singer but awesome awesome you know then i better watch what i say damn i didn't know yeah. i'm telling you this i'm like oh my, my apologies <laughs> so but you know what uh, the reason why i asked that is because one day i was at the mall, the Lama mall yeah okay? i'm walking around and i noticed this chubby kid and i know he's watching uh -huh. uh, he's walking around he's following me and i'm like who the hell is that following me <laughs> so i tell i pretty much tell the person i was with i said you know go over there and i'll go over here and see if he follows me in mm -hmm. follows me in and he follows me, walks right up, and I stop, and I go, what's up? And, he, and his mouth started going like this because he was so nervous. Yeah. And he goes, are you t Tony A, the Ooh, wizard? Oh, he knows. He yeah, knows and I was that. like, who are you? And he goes, I, I, I'm a fan. I go, okay, hold oh. on, bro. Hold on. I said, I'm, I was 50 at the time. I said, yeah, I'm 50. Uh -huh. Like, how, how are you a fan? Yeah. And he goes, I know everything about you. <laughs> And he was 18 years old, 18 Aww. years old. And that was very, very flattering. Yeah. Okay? So he took a picture together and he tagged me on Instagram. And ever since then, uh, we became good friends. I invite him. He comes here. Yeah. And he's a tattoo artist. No way. He's a great, great artist. What's his name? Uh, uh, Julian Gonzalez. Julian Gonzalez. Uh, I'll show you his picture. Okay. You know, it's funny. He's one of those guys that you look at him and you're like, is he older or is he young? Okay. Because he looks, he looks in between. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, he likes older women. I threw you um, under the bus, Julian. So, okay, Julian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as a matter of fact, he works at, uh, I think it's called, uh, what did he say, the Pendleton's? Greenspans. 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 Yeah, he, oh, he works there. I'm rocking their shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a matter of fact, for my birthday, he actually even bought me a, a nice Pendleton from over there. Uh, so, so now, um, what can we expect from you as far as, I know we know the 45 will be, uh, well, it already came out, but it still yeah. needs to get pressed up and released. Yes. Is there an EP? Is there an album? Is there anything that people can be anticipating for? Who? Yeah, so um, definitely getting an album ready, but I do plan on releasing singles for now. Mm -hmm. Just getting my singles out. Um, like I said, I'm working with a few producers and I'm excited to get those out. <clears throat> and the style is still gonna remain, like you know, it. old school yes. for sure. Uh, recorded like analog style. Yeah. Um, and then we have some that I don't know. How would we describe it? What? Uh, one I'm doing with Vic and Gabe. <clears throat> it's it's a little. Would say different, maybe, or just a tad bit. Okay, like definitely something you'd probably hear on, I don't know, like a Quentin Tarantino flick or something. Oh, dope, dope. yeah. Okay, okay, that'll so, work. Like in the movies, I kind of want to start pitching some songs to movies too. Okay. So hopefully, throw that out in the universe and get that going. Well, I don't see why why not. I I think the stuff that you re released that I've heard, yeah, is, is, is fire. I think it's dope. The last mm -hmm. song, the the only one, if I'm correct, yeah. 
the visuals on there are awesome. Yeah. They're awesome because I feel like I'm watching some 70s or mm-hmm. 60s type of shit. You know? Yeah. I thought that that was really dope. Who directed uh, and whose idea was it to go that route? So I definitely, uh, that was the next video I wanted. Okay. I wanted to do something totally different than the projects that I did before. Okay. Um, so then um, I reached out to our buddy, Miguel Loza, um, also known as Miggy Smalls. He's from <laughs> here too, he's from Carson. Carson, yeah, he's from the Harbor area. So we linked up, thanks to Danny, and um, he happened to be like a very big like movie fanatic too. So we made this uh, this music video look like a movie, like a little mini, yeah. very cinematic. Um, and then, you know, I just started sending him references um, and he did an amazing job. Yeah, definitely did. way better than I expected, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was gonna be great, but he definitely, um, he, he blew my mind with that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but just from the very beginning, uh, just little things that I noticed, like for example, I noticed your hair, the way you were dressed, yeah. you're walking out of the hotel, you pick up the phone, it's ringing, you hang it up, you walk yeah. out, yeah. hop in that dope ass ride. Yeah. That right there got me. Okay. You, you know, because uh, um, again, I directed one documentary, we're working on our second one. Yeah. But I love visuals, you know. Yeah. You said your father had a great role to play in your life as far as your music. Mm-hmm. So did my father. You know, he introduced me to film. He introduced me a lot, mostly black and white, okay. uh, Spanish music and a lot of English music, you know, but he was the one that pretty much instilled in me uh, or, or if you will, stirred up that gift that I already had inside and helped bring it out of me, yeah. you know. But so when I see a lot of those little things, I'm like, that shit is hard right there. Oh, you man. Know? Yeah. That shit is dope. And um, but just, the, but, but you know, it's because the video complements the song. So mm-hmm. if you guys have not seen the video, go check it out. Honestly. Yeah, check it out, guys. Check <laughs> like, it out. I was telling Tony earlier, it um, we had a lot of technical difficulties, um, but we that was a twelve hour shoot. It was, okay. it was amazing. We put our blood, sweat, and tears in it. So please go check it out. It would mean the world to us. The turntable. Yeah. Uh, hanging out at the park at night. That shit was hard. Yeah, yeah. That, Shout that out to hard. everybody. And uh, my stylist, Mari Mambo, uh, you can find her on Instagram, Crystal and Santa Muerte Clothing. Uh, they picked out all these 70s pieces. Okay. They're vintage collectors and, and all that. So I knew they were the perfect people mm-hmm. um, to help me create the look that I wanted. And okay. she did my hair and everything. And then my homegirl, Alex, did my makeup. Okay. Came out great. <laughs> so now you leave uh, the Kool Aid and E Dub camp. Uh, did you take a break, or uh, did you immediately meet Bobby D? How did that happen? No. Well, I've already I already met Bobby D. Okay. Um, when I did like that Microsoft when I was doing those shows. Okay. Um. And no, I took a long break, like okay. a year. Okay. Because I I still I didn't. I had to figure I still was trying to figure myself out okay and figure out the next step okay um but I was still doing shows and then um time goes by and uh Bobby D has always been a great person to me yeah I always like the moment I met him I just something about him and he just seemed like very genuine big-hearted and so like I said time goes by and I I just what I felt I was lost. I didn't know what my next step was. Yes. So I needed help. And then that's when he recruited me yes. to Uncle Snoop's Army, Bobby D Presents. And um, and it's it's been great. It's been amazing. There's an amazing team behind it. Everything is very well organized, which is what I love. Yes. <laughs> it makes it 
less of a headache for me. Yeah. You so know, that's a beautiful thing. Let me say something about Bobby D. So let me brag about him a little bit because I, I've gone to a lot of shows and done, I've done a lot of shows. A lot of times promoters that I know will call me up, hey man, why don't you come through, check it out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I won't go backstage. Uh-huh. I like to mingle amongst the people and I like to hear what people are saying. Okay. Yeah. And when I've gone to other events that weren't Bobby's, yeah. they were really, really unorganized. And these promoters are my friends. Yeah. But very people complaining, like talking mad shit about the promoter. Fuck that dude. The show is fucking lame. Oh, blah, blah. The sound system is terrible. Oh, yeah. And every time I can say that I went to a Bobby D Presents event, mm-hmm. it was right on. Yeah. It was right on. I would go, nobody complained. Okay, cool. And then I walked to the back. Yeah. You know, it was very, very professional. And that's what I like. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why when I reached out to him mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, I don't really do interviews, but I'll do it for you. And I was yeah, like, no, he doesn't. I go, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> now, if he's listening, let me share with you a blooper that happened. Blanca was here. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a bench that he was sitting right there. Right there uh-huh. Okay. So after we took pictures and I sat on the bench with him and we were facing that way, taking pictures, you know trying to act hard yeah and then when we both was trying to get up the fucking bench broke and we both fell on the ground no yes. did you guys did anyone catch that no nobody <laughs> caught it but it was funny though it was oh funny. my god funny i didn't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what um he drove up in a dope-ass fucking lamborghini oh yeah like a fucking batman car yeah you know so much love much respect to to uh bobby d so now uh you're with him i know you guys had things lined up but this whole pandemic thing kind of like scooped things over yeah froze everything up. so do you have any dates now that have possibly been rescheduled where you're going to be at what possibly people can be looking for i know for everyone asking um about the shows uh i mean they keep getting postponed like we had shows that was supposed to happen in february that got pushed to june but of course that's not going to happen so they're just going to keep on getting pushed um i don't know right now it's kind of looking like we're aiming for august september but it's really hard to tell it's really hard to say but the moment we're ready to go out and perform again i'll be ready for you <laughs> like i I'm, I'm excited i'm excited i'm i'm working on um just putting on a good show for you guys and and making it worth it worthwhile okay. for those that might have missed out on that 45 mm-hmm. uh do you plan to re-release some more I do, yes, okay. definitely. Everything that I start to release, I have to have it on 45, for okay. sure. Okay, I want to buy one. Okay. And I would like for you to autograph it Of for course. Me. You know, I want to I wanna hang it up, you know, my little... Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you for sure. That's dope, that's dope. So now, I know some of the fans have been asking, Tone, would you shut your damn mouth and let her sing? Uh- <laughs> would you be cool to do a little something? Yeah. Go for it. Let me what, see. Whatever here. you want, take your time. Everybody um- grab a drink. Grab your girl, have her sit on your lap, grind her, and enjoy. Let me see here. Hold up. Um, should I do acapella or should I play a little music? Whatever you like. Yeah, play a little music if you okay. want. So just a little little sample of what I I'm very excited to share with you guys. I'm a little nervous to do it, but oh. we're gonna just do a little preview. Um, where is it? Here we go. Something my buddy from Oakland whipped up.
and knew exactly what to say to my heart. heart. I should have known it was all a game. One day there'll be a price to pay Oh, I wish I would have known Guess I'll have to learn the hard way Alright, that's it. Alright, everybody, <laughs> come on everybody. Put those hands together. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Oh okay. my god, I'm shaking. Okay, I'm glad you stopped because I was about to curl. <laughs> so, yeah. I should have done something a little more. Okay. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> grab my night on you. That's what you it's know? for. <laughs> That's what it's for. Exactly. <laughs> that was fire. That was Thank fire. You. Any, anybody says that they didn't like it, fuck you. It was dope, okay? It's well, still a work in progress, yes. but I just wanted to share a little something with you guys. Something yes. new. I I'm sorry for the seven-year-olds watching. <laughs> my apologies, shit. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Um, so you're working, obviously you haven't even tracked, tracked that yet. But, yeah, I know. But people got a preview here if it was yeah. exclusive at Rodeo Radio. Um, so now, obviously your, uh, Johnny, your Instagram's been popping up. Uh, do you have a Facebook? I do. Um, I have two channels. It's, uh, one of them is Trish Toledo and the other one's Trish Killa. Okay. I, I post on both. Trish Killa is more of the artist page, so you just go and like that better i'd say okay okay and your youtube and my youtube is trish toledo official uh just subscribe and i'll post out new content as soon as i can <laughs> <laughs> i was going live i was doing live shows on sundays uh -huh. but it got a little too much for me really yeah i couldn't i just needed some time to focus on my projects okay awesome yeah. awesome and sometimes you you do need that um do do you have pe people write for you do you write your own stuff is it a combination or um it, it did start as like collaborations or I had Joey Quinones um, as my writer. Uh -huh. um, but then, yeah, I started working with different producers, collaborating, and now I'm just trying to do most of the writing. Okay. For sure. In, any apparel that people can purchase? Yeah. Um, so when you follow me on YouTube, you'll see my store that I have, uh, teespring.com. I also have the link in my Instagram, so make sure you tap that. And then I have some merchandise there so i have more to come once i can <laughs> awesome awesome okay well you know what i'm getting close to uh being all out of questions uh anything that you wanted me to ask you um anything we didn't cover i like to ask usually the people like i just like to be open to say anything you want me to ask you anything you, you want to share anything you want to say um huh I don't know. No, I think I think we're good. I mean, shout out to Uncle Snoop's Army, Bobby D Presents, um, everybody out there watching right now. Thank you, Tony, for having me on your show. But thank you for coming because you know what? It's truly, truly dope. Yeah, thank uh, you. Ha having you here is truly honor and a pleasure. But but l l allow me to speak into your life and okay. and let me say something. Um, I know sometimes you know we love what we do and. A lot of times, a lot of artists feel that they've arrived. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that you have arrived in a sense that where you need to be. Yeah. I think your career is going to take off even bigger, like way bigger. 
And yes. and I'm hoping nothing and wishing nothing but the best for you and Thank your family. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate you know, it. I truly do because, you, you know what, let me say this. And Blanca knows me and my whole team knows me. Um, I like to see people win. Mm. I truly, truly do, especially especially Raza, yeah. honestly. I like to see people win. I don't understand when somebody looks at a person and hates what they do when they're trying to better themselves or right. trying to perfect their craft, their art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people uh, want to rain on your parade. You know, mm -hmm. like I never understood that. I'm like, congratulate the guy. Damn. Right. You know? we, we all made our mistakes and we all got to live and learn. Yeah. And yeah, if someone's doing good, yeah. it's obviously because they've been working on themselves. Yes. And Definitely got to give credit where it's due. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you want to give a shout out to uh, uh, your man's tattoo place? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Lost Harbor Tattoo, actually right here located in Wilmington, right here on Avalon and Op Street. Op Street. Go hit him up and ask for who? Make sure you ask for Danny Perez. I mean, all the artists there are great, but we got Danny Perez, Louis Munoz, Oscar, and Steph. She's, well, yeah, they're all from Wilmington. Louis from Carson. But yeah, oh. check him out. What we're doing right now, me and my team, we started the fundraiser, uh, I think it's like three weeks, and we pretty much are already there. We just wanted like 15000 get new camera, new equipment, new laptop, so that we could film our second documentary. It's mm -hmm. called, well, it's not called this, but it's about Chicano rap. Okay. okay. So I'm going to ask you if it would be possible, even though you may not be a Chicano rap, but mm -hmm. you are, Rasa, for me to ask you certain questions, and you just kind of just give your opinion or your thought on certain things for this documentary. Yeah. And if possible, I would like to possibly film it at the bar, at the tattoo place. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. So. Maybe so to have you. Yeah. yeah. Let's do so, it. All right, cool. So we will definitely be in touch. Um, but other than that, once again, thank you. Uh, it's been a truly honor and a pleasure. Now, I just want you to give me your word that when you blow up bigger than Winnie Houston, <laughs> then you get to come back yeah. and give us another interview. Of course. Awesome. You got awesome. it. Any more shout outs? Anything else that we can, because uh, right now is the time we got people listening, so we just oh, figure why yeah. not? Shout out to everybody out there that's been part of my journey. Um, once again, Bobby D, Uncle Snoop's Army, um, Joey Quinones, The Sinceres, Mango Hill Records, um, everyone watching, all the viewers, followers. Shout out to all of you guys. I, go, I hope you guys are all staying safe out there. And I can't wait to see you after all of this is over and somewhat back to normal. Take care, guys. And I love you and I miss you so much. Yes. Okay. Here's where I give my shout out. But I'm going to ask you parents to please turn off the TV for the young ones. Oh, earmuffs. Yeah, because it's going to get a little. <laughs> Anyways, um, once again, I'm going to go give my shout outs. First of all, let me thank Trish. Toledo for coming out and hanging hanging with us, blessing us with this dope interview, and her man for uh, bringing her and hanging out with us. And I hope they enjoy the mini micheladas for my boy Blasto. Oh, yeah. Blanca, thank you very much for coming through. Uh, Bobby D, much love, much respect, brother. Uh, but my boy John Motherfucking Elkins, because without him, this shit does, is not possible. My boy John Motherfucking Elkins has just recently opened up his dating website. Okay, you can look him up soon. <laughs> uh, um, you know, actually on his bio on the dating website, he's got pictures of himself. He's got a story. He's actually got a couple of nude pictures of himself as too. So yeah, just a couple of real on the what? down low. Okay, yeah, he is coming out with his own <laughs> anal bleach. Um, he also has uh, scented women wax, and for men that want to get waxed, he'll wax you himself. So oh, uh, <laughs> yes, 
So, um, and my brother, uh, Ruben Spice Smuggler, he's got a refurbished, not used, but refurbished, uh, dick pumps. So for those of you that are in quarantine oh, right now, make sure that you guys pick one up ASAP. My boy D to the motherfucking G, uh, DG Daniel Media Clips. Make sure you follow him. Much love, much respect to him. To my son, B Scandalous, uh, for helping me promote this. My boy Alex, Alex Cervantes. Uh, uh, you can get at him on Instagram. What's your Instagram? 81. 81 what? Uh, Alex Main. Alex Main. Okay. He picked his cars. Okay. If you guys need a car fix, hit his ass oh, up. Oh, If you're a girl, all you got to do is give him a lap dance and it's free. I'm not going to be I'm dead serious. Okay. <laughs> so other than that, I just want to thank me. And uh, we'll see you guys here. Uh, what's today? Sunday. We'll see you guys Sunday. Damn, I lost my fucking. Okay. Wait, Sun... Wednesday, Wednesday? Oh, yes, exactly. See? <laughs> oh, shit. I got two dope MC females coming in. It's a double feature. So make sure you call somebody, text somebody, pay somebody, slap shit out of somebody, let them know 28 The Wizard is in the motherfucking building. I think we should take our shot before we go, no? Yes, yes, yes. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I need to get a refill because oh I'm over here getting pedo already. And Oh, I haven't so even sipped mine. That's why I'm like. Okay, we're going to take a shot. Okay. So let's hold it. Get a picture, Deech. To, to your doing future. great things. To your future. To your future, too, yes. and I'll see you soon. Yes, thank you. Have a blessed night, y'all. Shout out to Raider Tommy. Raider Tommy Chicano Strip. Shout out Raider Tommy. Street team. I almost said strip team. Street team. Bobby D. Street team. You need to get strip team. Okay. ASAP. Yes. Uh, say it out loud. Come on. Claudia MK. Susie Q. Susie Q. We got Claudia. DJ Crime. DJ Crime. Raider. Raider Tommy. Cazelle. Cazelle. DJ Cazelle. Relentless. Relentless. Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. We have uh, who else? Uh, Ruth Hernandez. Ruth Hernandez. Hertz Media. Yes, Hertz Media. Wow. And uh, be looking out for uh, Blanca's new album dropping soon. So <laughs> <laughs> we out of here, y'all. <laughs>